Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 466 for the second half of March 2018. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with a forecast and regularly include other special features. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of thisweekinastrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. To get to a specific part of the show, including the forecast for a particular date, check out the index at the very end of this MP3. You can also see this index in writing at thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. A multifaceted spring equinox chart, which I interpret in depth, highlights a busy second half of March. We also have Mercury turning retrograde in Aries, as well as two lunations, a Pisces new moon and a Libra full moon. We'll be discussing all this and more. What's old as we come into the second half of March, a waning moon, and Jupiter retrograde through July 10th. Whatever your sun sign, Astro Shaman's forecast can help you make the best use of the current astrological energies. All dates and times are in the U.S. Eastern Time Zone. Events are most powerful on the dates given, but their influence will be active for at least a week before and after. Everyone is affected by these global transits. However, you'll be most powerfully impacted when moving planets activate sensitive points in your natal chart. On Saturday, March 17th, a new moon lines up in the morning sky at 9.11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's at 26 degrees, 53 minutes, Pisces. Any Pisces new moon is great for new beginnings in spirituality and inspired creativity. You can also scrutinize Pisces' more challenging areas, substance abuse, excessive escapism, aimlessness, or playing the victim in a relationship. Major Aspects This new moon's strongest aspect is a tight conjunction to Chiron. This puts the themes of healing and mentoring front and center, so have a self-healing tool such as my free healing invocation ready. I recommend using a healing technique that permanently clears whatever old wound got triggered rather than just providing temporary relief. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can go to astroshaman.com. On the top of the homepage sidebar, there's a purple banner. It says Heal and Awaken Invocations. Click that. It'll take you to a page with two posts. The second with a photo of the screaming man is all about the healing invocation. If you're on a tiny screen like a phone, that purple banner will be down the page a little ways. Continuing with this forecast, this new moon's next strongest aspect is a square from Mars. This can fire you up with the leadership, raw energy, and assertiveness you need to carry out your new moon objectives. This square can also inject a strong dose of sexual energy into the mix. Mars combined with Pisces supports sacred sexuality. In this experience, the lovers combine spiritual awareness with erotic pleasure, taking their ecstasy to a whole new level. Jupiter's trine to the luminaries can smoothly amplify everything else described here. It can also add luck, joy, and abundance. Minor Aspects Three additional aspects add more subtle influences to this new moon. A tight Uranus semi-sextile encourages you to be your authentic self and follow your intuitive flashes. A trine from Pallas Athena can support your feminine assertiveness and practical creativity. A square from Vesta encourages you to act on behalf of a higher cause. Vesta's conjunction to Mars highlights the potential for sex magic, using the energy of arousal and orgasm to empower your law of attraction manifestations. 
I have a little post on Law of Attraction on the site. Just go to the search box in the upper right corner, type Law of Attraction Made Simple. It should come right up for you. The Sabian symbol for this new moon is light breaking into many colors as it passes through a prism. If you're of a certain age, this may bring to mind the cover of Pink Floyd's classic Dark Side of the Moon album. But to me, this image represents something quite different than that moody masterpiece, the movement from unity into diversity, from its one source into its infinite expressions. This new moon forecast offers specific archetypally supported life expressions. Do you want to color your world with this palette, or do different colors stir your muse? Are you going to operate in coloring book consciousness and stay within someone else's predestined lines? Or are you bold enough to start with a blank sheet and boldly color in ways that no one has colored before? On Tuesday, March 20th, Spring Equinox. The four seasonal charts marking the solstices and equinoxes give a sense of each new season's astrological energies. I'll interpret today's spring equinox on two levels, universally, then specifically for the U.S. This equinox happens at 12.15 p.m. and 23 seconds, Eastern Daylight Time. I've run my chart for Washington, D.C., but will not include houses in my interpretations until I get to the U.S. section. Universal interpretation. This applies to everyone, no matter where they live. As always, the spring equinox is marked by the sun's entry into Aries. This moment, the official beginning of spring, opens a new 12-month cycle of fresh life, spring, maturation, summer, harvest, fall, and death, winter. You can partner with the sun's Aries energy to support you in leadership, assertiveness, sexuality, and striving for a worthy cause. Sun Chiron Conjunction A tight Sun-Chiron conjunction, Sun-Zero-Aries, Chiron, 28 Pisces, in the spring equinox chart can trigger challenging emotions. If you point your index finger out at the person or situation that catalyzed it, be sure to notice the three fingers pointing back at you. If you blame the catalyst for your suffering, you give away your power. With this mindset, whether or not you suffer is up to them. But if you take responsibility for your own emotions, you gain the power to heal them within yourself, no matter what the catalyst does or does not do. My free healing and vocation, which I mentioned earlier, has helped thousands do this essential self-healing work. If you've done enough of this shadow work, the Sun-Chiron conjunction can help you step forward to help others as a mentor or healer, perhaps even as a shaman or awakener. Mars squares Sun and Chiron. Mars, a two Capricorn, makes a strong square to the Sun and Chiron. Mars and Aries mean the same thing, so this square boosts the Aries energies I already mentioned, leadership, assertiveness, sexuality, and striving for a worthy cause. This 90-degree square gives you extra energy to turn the corner. Mars' placement in Capricorn and Mars' conjunction to Saturn at 8 Capricorn creates a strong Energizer Bunny effect. This will help you not only get something started, but keep it going. Mercury-Venus conjunction. This spring equinox chart features two planets even closer together than the Sun and Chiron, a Mercury-Venus conjunction. Mercury is at 16 degrees 32 minutes Aries, and Venus is at 16 degrees 59 minutes Aries, not even half a degree apart. The joining of these two personal planets supports inspired thought, harmonious communication, and creative writing. Their placement in Aries encourages you to start maximizing their possibilities ASAP. Juno-Neptune Conjunction The conjunction of Juno and Neptune, 
Juno 11 degrees, 36 minutes Pisces, and Neptune at about 14 and a half Pisces can strongly affect your committed partnerships. Those that serve your highest good, whether they're romantic or platonic, can enjoy a deeper level of soul connection and intimacy. Those that do not serve your highest good will naturally want to dissolve and flow out of your life. Moon Saturn Trine. We're all having our emotional equilibrium challenged in these chaotic times, but a super tight trine between the Moon and Saturn, that's Moon 8.5 Taurus and Saturn 8.5 Capricorn, offers you a lifeline of emotional stability. Stay grounded by spending plenty of time in nature. Also, include practices in your daily routine that help your heart stay open. U.S. Interpretation In the spring equinox chart run for the United States, once again, that's March 20, 2018, 12, 15 p.m. and 23 seconds Eastern Daylight Time, Washington, D.C., the 10th house is strongly energized. In mundane or global astrology, this sector represents a country's reputation in the international community. And by the way, these... I have the chart of this up on the uh, forecast here on astroshaman.com. The 10th house of the U.S. Spring Equinox chart contains five planets, including three that are personal, the Sun, Mercury, and Venus. In a country chart, the Sun represents the nation's ruler. For the U.S., that's currently Donald Trump. It's hard to not notice what Trump is doing since he excels at commanding media attention. Rather than give you my opinion, I'm going to offer both low and high side interpretations for each of the following aspects. I invite you to predict which way it's going to play out under his leadership. As always, an aspect can simultaneously manifest both more and less desirable outcomes. But which of each pair do you consider more likely in the next three months? Sun and Chiron squirting Mars. In the U.S. Spring Equinox chart, the meaning of the Sun-Chiron conjunction squaring Mars that I already interpreted takes on new possibilities. Option one, the U.S. could be seen as inflicting damage upon other countries. Given Trump's wildcard personality, this could happen through his impulsive or violent behavior. Option two, the U.S. inspires the world as it takes bold steps to nurture global healing and offer wise counsel to other nations. Juno-Neptune-Midheaven conjunction. The 10th house cusp or midheaven is bracketed by the Juno-Neptune conjunction I already discussed. Option one, important U.S. relationships are clouded by confusion, obfuscation, or deceit, all happening in plain view of the global community. Option two, the U.S. takes an inspired, visionary approach toward creating harmonious and interdependent relationships with other countries. Mars-Saturn-Descendant Conjunction The relationship theme is stimulated again with the Descendant, or 7th house cusp, bracketed by Mars and Saturn. Option 1. The presence of all three points in Capricorn could support a cold, unfeeling approach to important relationships with other countries. The final outcome is all that matters, no matter how much collateral damage is created en route. Option 2. This triple conjunction represents bold, well-planned initiatives toward creating more stable and productive international relationships. Conclusion As I was writing this forecast, I was reading the March 2018 edition of the Atlantic Magazine Online. In one of its outstanding feature articles called America is Not a Democracy, and I link to that from my post on astroshaman.com, the author discusses a 2014 study by two political scientists, Martin Gillens of Princeton and Benjamin I. Page of Northwestern. This paragraph jumped out at me. Quote, 
Gillens and Page tracked how well the preferences of various groups predicted the way that Congress and the executive branch would act on 1,779 policy issues over a span of two decades. The results were shocking. Economic elites and narrow interest groups were very influential. They succeeded in getting their favorite policies adopted about half the time and in stopping legislation to which they were opposed nearly all of the time. Mass-based interest groups, meanwhile, had little effect on public policy. As for the views of ordinary citizens, they had virtually no independent effect at all. Quote, When the preferences of economic elites and the stands of organized interest groups are controlled for, the preferences of the average American appear to have only a minuscule, near-zero, statistically non-significant impact upon public policy, end quote, Gillens and Page wrote. Now we're back to me writing. If this is true, there may not be much you can do to dramatically influence the current Trumpian trends in American government but I do recommend that you use the high-side opportunities in the universal section of this spring equinox forecast to make your own life more wonderful. Also, remember the big picture. The current rising of the new golden age is happening mostly on an unseen stage in the inner dimensions. All the craziness in the world is just the last gasp of the darkness rising up in a futile attempt to snuff out the dawning light of love whose time has finally come. Never forget that we're all connected. The energy you embody radiates out to everyone and everything else. Your choice to nurture love and light within yourself, no matter what's going on in the world, helps your fellow beings more than you can imagine. Shine on. Thursday, March 22nd. Mercury turns retrograde today at 8.19 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 16 degrees, 54 minutes, Aries. The Wigan Messenger will backpedal 12 degrees before turning direct again on April 15th at 5.20 a.m., around 5 degrees Aries. Mercury retrograde is an ideal time for reflection. With its entire retrograde in Aries, consider reflecting on your leadership, assertiveness, and sexuality, and to what degree you're striving for a worthy cause. Are you having any issues with anger, impulsiveness, or inappropriate sexual behavior? Stand ready to take action on the insights you gain from this contemplation after Mercury turns direct. If possible, avoid signing important contracts or making important purchases while Mercury is retrograde. Double-check travel arrangements, back up important data, and make sure that you're understanding others and being understood. And remember that Mercury retrograde is a wonderful time to complete projects already started and make repairs. Also, on Thursday, March 22nd, your service to a higher cause can be smoothly supported by intuitive insights as Uranus trines Vesta, Uranus, 27 Aries, Vesta, 27 Sagittarius. And finally, on Thursday, March 22nd, spirit-guided action is magically supported by a Mars-Neptune quintile, Mars, 3 Capricorn, Neptune, 15 Pisces. This aspect also supports sacred sexual connection and law of attraction work. On Friday, March 23rd, you could experience some relationship challenges as Venus squares Pluto. Venus, 21 Aries, Pluto, 21 Capricorn. If you think the relationship can be transformed for the better, then work with your partner to make that happen. If the relationship has run its course, let it go. This square also broadcasts plenty of energy to support creative expression and passionate sexual connection. On Saturday, March 24th, it's time to get physical as the Sun squares Mars. Sun, 4 Aries, Mars, 4 Capricorn. 
Exercise and athletics are frontline options for this fiery aspect. It can also energize leadership, sexuality, and advocating for a worthy cause. On Tuesday, March 27th, as I noted in the spring equinox forecast and repeat here, the conjunction of Juno and Neptune, both at 15 Pisces, can strongly affect your committed partnerships. Those that serve your highest good, whether they're romantic or platonic, can enjoy a deeper level of soul connection and intimacy. Those that don't serve your highest good will naturally want to dissolve and flow out of your life. On Wednesday, March 28th, gut feeling, hunch, intuitive flash, whatever you call it. With Venus conjunct Uranus at 27 Aries, listen for it now. It could help you take your relationships, creativity, and finances to the next level. On Thursday, March 29th, don't be surprised if you face more obstacles than usual with the Sun square Saturn. Sun, 9 Aries, Saturn, 9 Capricorn. First, evaluate if it's wise to persevere. If so, the Sun's placement in Aries will give you plenty of fiery energy. It will also help if you embody the positive attributes of Saturn. These include maturity, responsibility, good time management, and the ability to plan the work and work the plan. On Saturday, March 31st, Libra Full Moon. A full moon shines forth at 8.37 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's at 10 degrees, 44 minutes Libra. Any Libra full moon is good for release or adjustment in your relationships and creative pursuits. T-square aspects. The most significant aspects to this full moon form a tight T-square. If you go to my blog on astroshaman.com, you can see that T-square very easily. A tight Mars-Saturn conjunction in Capricorn, which I also discuss in my spring equinox forecast, squares the luminaries. This conjunction combines Mars' raw power and Saturn's endurance to create sustained energy. This will help you stick to whatever intentions you make to use the energy of this full moon. This square from Mars and Saturn could also represent strong, determined opposition to your plans. One choice is to be a people-pleaser, low-side Libra, and acquiesce to the other party's wishes. Or you could draw on the power of the opposing Sun and Mercury, both in the warrior sign of Aries, and stick to your chosen path. Remember that you don't have to surrender the energy of Mars and Saturn to anyone else. You're perfectly within your rights to claim their power for yourself. Retrograde Mercury's opposition to the Moon energizes reflection. This could be contemplation on the themes contained in this interpretation or anything else that teases your attention. While retrograde Mercury tends to be more yin, it could still represent you communicating an important message out to the world. One additional aspect. The moon also receives a loose sextile from Ceres. This can provide flowing, energetic support for abundance and shadow work. The Sabian symbol for this full moon is a professor peering over his glasses at his students. To me, this suggests that no matter how wise you are, there's always a new perspective available. The professor is looking at his students with new eyes. Could they have something important to teach him? Be careful about thinking you have a lock on the truth. The work of Byron Katie, a powerful life-transforming system of self-reflection, would first invite you to ask, is it true? Then there's the follow-up question. Can you absolutely know that it's true? If you can't honestly answer yes to the second question, maybe it's time to peer over your glasses and reconsider that belief. 
My own inner shamanic and spiritual work has shown me that mind, by its very nature, is a pathological liar. I've learned not to trust anything, I think. I have to function as a human being based on certain beliefs, but I stand ready to revise them if they turn out to be false. When it's time to make an important decision, I get still, rest in my heart chakra, and request the answer from my higher self. My experience has shown me that this is the only source of wisdom that I can absolutely trust. Ease, the embodied awakening support experience, offers you free weekly events via phone or web to help you enjoy more harmony, grace, and flow, eliminate suffering, boost your intuition, experience more synchronicity, stop mental chatter and challenging emotions, live each day in a peaceful, awakened state, support the global awakening, and much more. The online recording library, over 130 MP3s and counting, lets you experience the life-transforming power of ease anytime. To learn more about ease, just go to astroshaman.com, go to the services word on the menu bar, and ease will be the third service down. Looking ahead to our next podcast for the first half of April, we're going to be looking at Mercury turning direct, a new moon in Aries, Jupiter sextile Pluto, big abundance options there, Mars conjoining Saturn, Juno being doubly aspected as sextile from Pluto and a trine from Jupiter, and Neptune also getting double stimulation sextiles from both Venus and Mars. Please join me on our next show, and I'll be here to tell you all the best uses of all these astrological events. You can hear my forecast on This Week in Astrology, but would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it conveniently pop into your inbox? And while we're at it, how about occasional bonus articles on astrology, along with simple, powerful healing and awakening techniques? That's what you get with Astroshaman's free email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com. You'll see the newsletter sign-up form at the top of the sidebar. And if you like calculating your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? Astroshaman is an authorized dealer for SolarFire Gold, which also runs on Macs running Windows and recent Windows tablets. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose SolarFire Software from the drop-down menu. A free forecast newsletter and the best available price on SolarFire Gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. I have a brief announcement section. I'm delighted to be doing walk-up sessions and a presentation at the Crystalline Light Expo on Saturday, March 24th. The expo runs 9.30 to 5.30 in Knoxville, Tennessee. Admission is only $7 and includes all the presentations you care to attend. I'll be doing walk-up astrology, shamanic healing, and awakening activation. I'll also lead the experiential presentation called Embodied Awakening Invocations, a quick and easy way to walk between the worlds all day, and that'll be at noon. The expo will feature intuitive readers, alternative healing practitioners, vendors of beautiful crystalline products and gifts, and more. Free presentations will be available throughout the day. I've done this show for many years. It's an awesome show. If you're anywhere near Knoxville, come check it out. Every third Tuesday, we do the Shamanic Awakening Meetup. That's this Tuesday, I believe, coming up. So check that out if you're anywhere near the Asheville area. Info is in the Practical Spirituality section on the homepage of astroshaman.com. And that's all the announcements. 
Our part one listener chart is for Tina. This is the Tina born March 21, 1966, 11.42 p.m. in Santa Monica, California. And I needed someone's chart who was being strongly hit by this uh, Pisces new moon on the 17th. And boy, Tina's chart totally covered that. The The new moon is happening right around 27 degrees Pisces, and Tina has her her nadir, her fourth house cusp at 26, and her natal mercury at 29.48, which happens to be a double angle ruler. And she's also got her sun rounding off to the nearest degree at one Aries and her moon at two and a half Aries. And um, that's a lot of powerful energy concentrated into the area right around where the new moon is happening. So we're going to talk about these effects on Tina's chart. Sometimes I'll be addressing you directly, Tina. Other times I'll be addressing the listeners. I always tend to wobble back and forth on that. So first, we need to understand the meaning of these natal points. The nadir um, translates the same for everybody at a basic level. The nadir is simply the cusp of house number four. It represents your physical home, both the home you grew up in and the home you're living in now. It represents your family, both your family of origin and the uh, family you may have created since then. It rules your sense of security. It rules... Um, your, also your shadow work, like the deep inner emotions that have been buried and are needed to come up at the right times to be healed. And uh, therefore, that's, that's a strong hit. We've also got your natal mercury being hit. Again, this is only about three degrees past the lunation, so it's still well within the orb of power. And Tina, your mercury um, works on several levels. Uh, for starters, any Mercury is about learning and communication. Your Mercury is retrograde at birth. So many people with this signature tend to listen better and tend to uh, absorb information more thoroughly before they uh, speak it back out. So they tend to be more contemplative a little bit that way. Um, all the planets being affected are in the fourth house, so they all resonate to fourth house meaning, but we've already covered what that means, so no need to elaborate that further. Um your Mercury, as I said a moment ago, Tina, rules two angles. Uh, you have Virgo on the midheaven, and you have Gemini on the descendant. So hits to Mercury, such as this, are also going to affect your career, 10th house, and your reputation in the world generally. And they will affect your key relationships, which could be romantic or could just be any important person in your life. Uh, the general list is uh, romantic partner, spouse, Family, friends, business associates, open enemies are the typical seventh house list. So Mercury's all that, a huge array of meanings off one planet. Then the sun is uh, still within the range of power, barely. It's like four and a half degrees, maybe a little over four degrees. Uh, let me just calculate this. this the, the lunation is basically around 27. So that's, yeah, a little past four degrees, four and a half degrees, roughly past the new moon. So that's still in my five-degree window that I like to use. So the sun, of course, is the core of ego for anyone. It's your vitality core indicator. Um, Tina, your sun also rules the ninth house. So all ninth house themes, uh, the reason is because Leo's on the cusp. By the way, uh, listeners, as always, I always uh, take these listener charts and I put them up on my blog for the podcast, thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. So if you'd like to see Tina's chart... Just go to the, uh, the blog post for this show, and uh, down near the bottom in the table of contents, I will have the person's name linked, and if you click it, you'll see the 
the PDF or the image of their chart I'm talking about. And this is true with Tina as well, of course. So basically with Leo on the ninth house cusp and the sun being lit up by this new moon, uh, ninth house themes are also illuminated and the ninth house themes are the same for everybody. Ninth house is uh, relating to the professor, philosopher, guru, whether you're learning from them or you are that person giving information. Higher education is covered here. Foreign countries, uh, things that come from foreign countries, a sense of adventurousness and questing is there. And also emotions like joy, exuberance, celebration are all in that territory as well. So all that could be lit up here. So what a wide range of stimulation you're getting, Tina, from this new moon. So um, basically, now that we've got a basic, and, and the moon is a little far, um, it's about uh, a little more than five and a half degrees past lunation. So I'm not saying there's no effect. I'm just saying it's a little bit broad, especially since we're crossing signs at this point into Aries. So I'm not going to worry about the moon in the interpretation. You've got plenty to have on your plate without worrying about the moon. Um, so we'll just talk about this new moon affecting your nadir and mercury and sun. So to put it super simply, a new moon is new energy. So any of the themes I just mentioned are ripe for new beginning, either a fresh start or a revitalization of something you're already doing, to put it super simple and clean. Um, I'm also going to include the meanings of the, I mean, the, the new moon itself is in Pisces. So any of those new meanings that are flavored with a sense of spirituality or inspired creativity is awesome. If you have a dream and receive some guidance there, then you know incorporate that in. I'm also going to um, bring in a couple of the key aspects from this. Um, the main one is Chiron, is not only conjoining the moon, but Chiron in the next few months, Tina, is going to be landing on all those planets I just mentioned, Mercury and the sun and the moon as well. So with Chiron coming up on these, uh, this is by far the most sensitive point in your chart to have the sun, moon, and a double angle ruler personal planet all clustered up within three degrees of each other. That's just a massive concentration of sensitivities. So just know that all Chiron effects, Tina, are going to be very powerful for you. So Chiron, the wounded healer. So especially since it's in the fourth house, which is one of the two shadow work houses, I consider houses four and eight in that territory. Uh, do not be surprised if a whole bunch of, of, of triggering happens around sensitive emotional stuff. Um, I, in the podcast forecast already, have talked about my healing invocation. And uh, using that tool, the, the bottom line is you talk to your higher self and you say the seven words, maximum healing that serves highest good, please. And you rest in passive breath. And you let the divine come in and flush out whatever it just got stirred up. So that or any other tool you find effective of course, there's a lot more to that technique that is described by the link I gave, so you can check that out if you're interested. Um, of course, if you have done enough of your own healing and you're ready to step out as the healer, mentor, even shaman or awakener, Chiron on these planets is definitely firing you up to go out and do that work for others, if you're so-called. And those are the main Chiron effects that I am sensing. Uh, there is also a Mars square as part of this lunation, and that is just giving lots of extra energy to everything else I gave, to put it really simply. And I'm just scanning around for any other really major juju on top of that. 
Um, those are really the main stimuli that I'm seeing based on this new moon for you, Tina. So I hope that was a helpful interpretation. Thanks for sending your chart in. And uh, Tina, you do remain eligible to, to win a free session every month. I call a winner uh, at the beginning of each month's show for the new month. And so keep listening to hear for that. And of course, listeners, in a moment, you'll hear my uh, ending announcement with music behind it where I tell you how you too can send in your data and be eligible to have your chart interpreted like this and to win a free session. So thanks, Tina, for sending in your chart. This ends the listener chart section. Living a harmonious life can be difficult, especially these days when things are moving so fast. You'd think that those of us committed to personal and spiritual growth would have it easier, but sometimes it seems as if our lofty aspirations cause us to face even greater challenges. Fortunately, you have a map to guide you, your astrology chart. It can reveal a wealth of information about your soul purpose, your optimal career, and your ideal romantic partner. Spirituality, timing, relocation, your chart, when interpreted by an insightful, experienced astrologer, can provide helpful insights into every area of life. And since the moving planets keep activating different parts of your chart, getting astrology updates at least once a year can help you keep focused on what's important now. But astrology is only the beginning here at Astro Shaman. We also offer shamanic healing, which can reduce or eliminate physical, emotional, and mental issues. Your shamanic healing session will also equip you with simple, powerful techniques you can use on your own to help you take your healing and spiritual awakening to the next level. We also offer other services to help improve your life, including awakening activation, electional astrology, mentoring, and more. All are equally effective in person or by phone or Skype. A digital recording of your session is included, and my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. To learn more, visit astroshaman.com. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you. As we bring this edition of This Week in Astrology to a close, I invite you to, if you like the show, tell a friend or post or tweet about us or donate to support us at thisweekinastrology.com. You can link to my Facebook page where I post my forecasts from thisweekinastrology.com and astroshaman.com. You can listen to This Week in Astrology on your smartphone or tablet at stitcher.com. And if you are an iTunes listener, please subscribe to us through iTunes Help us keep our standing as the number one astrology podcast on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2018 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every month. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's the index. The overview begins at 0 minutes, 57 seconds. 
March 17, a minute 43, the 20th, 457, the 22nd, 1344, the 23rd, 1518, the 24th, 1545, the 27th, 1605, the 28th, 1631, the 29th, 1649, the 31st, 1720. Next show's highlights, 2107, announcements, 2241, our listener chart, 2346. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in Astrology.